Greetings, hello, and welcome to the third episode of The Spirit Hunters. This is Joe. This is Sarah. Hannah. Patrick. And last time, we dove straight into the new, exciting, and weird world of Hunter Hunter. We got introduced to our brand new, uh, our band of misfit heroes, Gon, Kurapika, Leorio, and Kilua, and followed them on their journey to the site of the Hunter exam, where everything wasn't as it seemed. Now, it's on to the first Hunter exam. You better get ready. Yep, but uh, before we do, I want to announce a new bit. Uh, we're going to do uh, something called Couch to Hunter exam. So you guys heard of Couch to 5K and Couch to Everest, which... I've never I, heard of I, any of this. I highly recommend doing Couch to Everest. You, there's no way you can possibly die doing that one. But yeah, <laughs> I'm going to basically try to get fit enough to do the Hunter exam. So 80 kilometers. Uh, what, how much stairs is it? I, I think another two kilometers of stairs. Um, and a village of killing killer things, so... As long as the influencers don't start, you know, occupying the hunter exam, then you should have a chance. It's like, hey, Unlike you guys, Everest. This... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Wait, to be fair, I think the death rate of the hunter exam is much higher than Everest. So if we wanted to get rid of a bunch of influencers, this is not a bad idea. Hey, this is Jake Paul on the hunter exam. <laughs> Oh my gosh, I wish. Check out, <laughs> check out all these dead bodies. Whoa. Well, in this case, it's the homicide forest. Homicide forest. Oh, yeah. The homicide swamp. Yeah. <laughs> so what other what other things do we need to do to get ready for the hunter exam? Do we have to get good at, uh, I guess, lateral thinking puzzles? Lateral thinking puzzles. Uh, cooking. Yeah, you have to... Uh, Chef Ramsay actually does that one. It's pretty interesting. I don't know. He's actually a hunter. I don't know if you know this. There was one time that someone started a f- tried to start a fight with him. He obliterated him. He, like, disintegrated him. It was weird. Yeah, it's him and Ted Nugent, weirdly enough. I don't know. Oh, my uh, who God. That Ted Nugent's a blacklist hunter. <laughs> what would uh, Guy Fieri be? He would not uh, be a hunter. He, he'd, be, he'd be that guy. He'd be the, uh, the guy that tr- uh, later on that did something and had to quit. No, I, th- I think Guy Fieri is a I think Guy Fieri is a hunter, but like he's like he's a flavor real- hunter. He's, yeah, he's a flavor hunter. <laughs> yes, I love yeah. it. He's like ever since my village Flavor Town was destroyed, I've been looking. For- <laughs> Anyways, let's get on to the first episode. Classic podcast moments. So it's episode four. The English title is Hope and Ambition, or in Japanese, Kibo to Yabo. Um, it was. Re- Oh, did I pronounce it? Uh, it's pronounced Hope X and X Ambition. Oh my god, fuck. <laughs> Ki- Again, Kibo it's pronounced X X. Yeah, it's Kibo To Yabo. To Yabo. Not yeah, To two. is like and, yeah. Freaking oh, neighbors. Now, the more you know. Um, it was released in Japan in October 23rd, 2011, and then in the U.S. on May 7th, 2016. Um, the synopsis, the first phase of the exam is to follow the examiner, Satos, to the second phase of the exam. A number of applicants have dropped out from the tedious tract um, that has no end in sight. Riario is running with Karapika and is starting to lose steam, but then his desire to become a hunter kicks in again. After running eight 80 kilometers, they reach a flight of stairs. Sato's picks up the pace again, dot, dot, dot. <laughs> I like how you included that. <laughs> wow. It's, uh, it covers manga chapters 6, 7, and 8. Um, the Japanese release date for these chapters, for the first of these chapters, was April 6, 1998. Um, and then the 1999 anime episodes, it covers 6, 7, and eight 
And the first episode release of this 99 series for these episodes was November 20th, 1999. Good year. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so the episode starts with the applicants have been running for a total of two hours now, about over 30 kilometers. Oof. Yeah, Oof. I mean, I can't even run one mile without dying <laughs> so um some already are have passed out or dropped out Leorio really needs to work on his cardio and he gets really pissed and annoyed at one applicant who's using his skateboard Gon points out that the examiner Satot said that they just had to follow him doesn't matter how so skater boy then asks how God is turns out they're both 12 years old. Very, I can't believe 12 year olds are participating in something like this. I mean, it's it's this it's the new generation. I mean, you know, this is it's like uh, the Hunger Games, except more murder. Yeah, it's hey, the, it, 12 is the new 14 of Shonen anime. Yeah, if you if you can believe it, like uh, apparently Tonpa was participating since he's been 10 years old. Wow, that's crazy. He It's either he's old or dang, he's been doing it for a long time. Kind of a mix of both. <laughs> um, basically, um, the applicant, once he finds out Gon and him are the same age, he jumps off his skateboard and catches it in a really cool way. Like and, rocket power. <laughs> like rocket power. And he's like, oh, and he like, goes up and he's like, wee, 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 wee. <laughs> <laughs> and then um, he introduces... Calls Leorio a squid. Yeah, <laughs> and he introduces. <laughs> Who would Tito be? <laughs> uh, Tito is um, I don't know a character you haven't met yet because all the mentor characters show up later. Oh my god! Hey, who wants the poopoo bladder? <laughs> oh my god! Wait, is uh, Raymundo is fucking Jing? He's run off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is the worst comparison. Does that mean Tony Hawk is Killua then? Yes. None no, of no, this matters. Uh, Just keep going. Speaking <laughs> of Kilua, um, um, are you, I'm pronouncing it right. I always mess Kilua, Kilua. Yeah, we can say just a little killer. Yeah, little killer. <laughs> Basically, the this. kid on the scare- skateboard is Kilua. Um, then we go back to that one kid on who had like who was a computer genius, Nicholas. He ain't doing so hot. Pretty much gets nigged out of the race by the Amori brothers. Tompa, aka the rookie crusher, paid the Amori brothers to do it. Um, and then we go back to the Leorio. He's slowing down. He's like about to give up. He thinks he has like no chance with, especially with how few rookies pass the exam. I think it's like one out of three. It pa- not even that. I think it's like this ridiculous statistic, like one out of eighty. I don't know. No, no, no. The the how many rookies pass every year? Oh, it's how one many every... pass or how many don't? Pass? How many pass is like one out of three? Not even. It's like smaller than that, right? One out of thirty. I think it's way less than that. I thought they yeah. said. I, I might be misremembering, but I could have sworn they said like one every like one rookie every like ten years passes or something. No, oh, it, no, okay. it was every two exams. It said. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I forget. We we actually had a thorough discussion of this last episode, and we all forgot. <laughs> yeah, just uh, just transfer back to the last episode, and we're, our brains will remember it well. <laughs> yeah. We we preserved our brain memories in that episode, so. Yeah. So Gon is a homie and he stops and waits for Leorio even when Kiloa tells him to forget about him. 
And um, basically, Lorio gets his groove back and he even sprints past them and starts yelling like, I can do this! Blah, 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 blah. Like, going back to Rocket Power, I just thought of them. There's four There's four of them and there's four people with Rocket Power. <laughs> so I think, I think that they're all... We'll have to have a discussion later on at the end of the episode about who's who, but... Okay, so for those who don't know, I'm Patrick sure recently did an edit... Oh my god. Okay, so Patrick recently did an edit where he put the One Piece theme on top of the Hunter Hunter like intro. Pretty sure he has to do that with Rocket Power now. You've all heard yeah. it. He promised he promised it. I didn't say it, you know, weird. Anyways. Yeah, yeah totally. That's that's what's gonna happen. So yeah, we got Otto. We'll we'll do more later. Uh, anyway, We're hunters really, yeah. on a mission, something something in play position. I Hunter love Hunter. it. Rocket Power or Hunter X Hunter. Um I love it. And Gon fishes Leorio's briefcase back and carries it with him because Gon's, to me, a very sweet kid so far. I love him. Yeah, <laughs> he's precious. It's precious needs to protect. Yes, for sure. Um, so Satote's the examiner. He picks up the pace at the 80-kilometer mark, um, and it's marked by this long staircase. And basically... Gon and Kiloa, they decide to, like, they start making bets. Whoever loses has to buy the w- winner a dinner. So, very cute. Um, and then we go back to Leorio. He catches up with Kurpika, and Leorio's now shirtless. And Kurpika's yeah. like, <laughs> yeah. And then Kurapika's like, man, that looks good. And he takes <laughs> off his shirt. And everyone's getting naked left and right. He did take off his full shirt, but he did take off his outer tunic. So Wait, didn't he have it later on in the episode too? I think he puts it back on. Okay. I thought yeah, he, I think he threw put it, it down. in his messenger bag. I think he put it yeah. in his messenger bag. Yeah. Like, so he's what, from mm-hmm. what a nerd. <laughs> his uh his people like are dead, so I think he probably treasures all cultural artifacts from his people. So mm-hmm. I don't think he'd ever throw them away. So does Liaro just really treasure his tie because he kept it on? <laughs> no, it's because it's sexy. It off. It's because it's, it's sexy. Chippendale, in it's... case the hunter examining has Chippendales to fall back on. They're like, the you need to, you need to strip. Yeah, it's like uh, the um that skit with um Chris Farley and the dancing with the show. Oh, yeah. yeah. Or, no, one. wait, it wasn't Fabio. It was the dude from um, it was, it was Ghost. It was a skit, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it was the guy from... Uh, who's the guy from Ghost? Uh, uh, pa- Patrick, Patrick Swayze. Patrick Swayze. Yeah, wasn't it uh, him and Patrick Swayze? I think so. Yeah, yeah. I think... Yeah. Uh, anyways, anyways, never mind. <laughs> dead, dead, celebrities as, dead celebrities aside. Oh, What's they're that? both dead. Wow, Jesus. Oh, wow. Rip. Double Ghost. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, back to Kurapika. I guess that's what they call us, the, the spirit hunters. <laughs> Um, Kurpika asks Leorio if he's really after money because Kurpika believes that he's not that shallow of a person and then Kurpika then as they're running up this long stairs he decides to reveal his life story basically um, the Kurta clan had these scarlet eyes this trait that made their eyes this beautiful scarlet red one of the most one of the seven most beautiful colors in the world Thus, so it had a hefty price in the black market. The Phantom Troop actually killed the clan in order to collect the eyes. And Kurapika went on to say, yeah, you know, I had to watch my dead companion clan members get their eyes ripped out from the Phantom Troop. And sad, sad, sad. Oof. It was really very dark. 
Uh, and I didn't see that coming. I wonder if he said he had to watch it happen because, like, I I think I think he might have just found them with their eyes ripped out because, like, when oh. we cover the prequel manga, he wasn't mm-hmm. there. That's the only oh, okay. reason he's alive. Okay. Oof. Yeah, I'm trying to remember. It's hard to remember without because I watched the sub in the dub, and I think, yeah, I think he definitely saw them eyeless then for sure. So. Yeah. Yeah, I'd I'd hate I'd hate that to be my fate. I didn't I wouldn't be able to see that coming. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Okay. So this kind of leads to like the episode three back when Kuripika's like, I will have my reasons to become a hunter, and now we know his reasons. He wants to become a blacklist hunter so he can gain access to the black market, get the eyes back, <laughs> and fant- capture the Phantom Troop. I was imagine That's so funny. Him, I was imagine him leaving with a bag of like a, <laughs> a Teflon bag of eyes. <laughs> I got oh, your eyes man. back every oh you're dead. <laughs> when you get to the part where he starts finding eyes, it's yeah, no laughing matter. Anyways. Oh gotcha. Geez. But he doesn't he doesn't have like a Teflon bag or anything? Nope. It's uh a lot spookier. Ooh. Oof. Okay. Um, I'm sad now. Um so now and then Lorio's, he's like, you know, I am really after money, man, because money can buy everything, including lives. And then Kurpika's like, are you insulting my clan? I won't let you allow you to do that, blah, blah, blah. And Lorio then goes like, money could have saved my friend's life. And then you cue to the sad flashback to when... Like, Lorio was a kid, and he and his friend are playing, and then all of a sudden his friend passes out, and you find out that it was a curable illness, but because the operation was too expensive, his friend died, and Lorio's like, I wanted to become a doctor to prevent this from happening again for other poor children, but med school is fucking expensive. It's just a scam, and very... He's spitting truths. Yeah, like I think anyone in med school right now or who went through med school can relate to this extremely well. Maybe not like watching your friend die in front of you. Yeah. But the med school is expensive. Is expensive part. I hope nobody saw their friends die in front of them. I hope not. Oh, I was actually about to say, I wonder what percentage of med school students actually had something like this happen uh, simply because. So my brother is a doctor and he talked about a couple of his classmates who did have something like this happen. Um, effectively, like one guy, he became a doctor very late in life because his daughter was diagnosed with like, uh, some illness. I forget what it was, but, um, he was basically racing the clock trying to get through med school, like while his like daughter was going through treatment and she ended up dying in my brother's senior year. So that guy had to like take a year off before coming back. And like, he, he tells me about a lot of people either who lost people or were like on the way to losing someone. And that's like why they went into med school. And, uh, so like when I saw this, I'm like, well, this is dramatic. There are a lot of people in real life who are just like this. That's super interesting though. Yeah. Well, anyone who's listening who have experienced similar things, you're amazing and you're strong and we're here with you every step of the way. Yeah. You're a true Shonen protag for sure. Like the real ones, like actual heroes and a lot of those people actually make the world a lot better place with their, that motivation yeah like for that sure. fight and so nobody can go through that ever again and it's pretty touching yeah yeah um anyway so um K- kilua and gone catch up with the others and then kilua who loves to Aegon, a calls him an old man and then leorio's like 
He just straight called him a boomer. Yeah. <laughs> Laura's like, hey, F you, man. I'm a teenager just like you guys. <laughs> okay, boomer. <laughs> He's 19 years old. Who would have thought? Yeah, I so have. I, well, I, I think I'll get into this in the manga differences, but the way they describe him being a teenager is slightly different there. He oh. kind of reminds me of Joe a little bit. What How the so? fuck? <laughs> the, he, like the, that age area, like he looks sort of like Joe, sort of. Mm. (laughs) so i'm not uh, yeah he's calling me a 19 year old thank you (laughs) yeah yeah, or i'm calling leora really old like fuck off because he looks 30 doesn't he maybe that's just me i think it's just relative to like how everyone else looks because everyone looks like they'd be like 14 yeah maybe maybe if uh maybe everyone else looked like they weren't Three, maybe? I guess he would be like the Hollywood equivalent of a teenager, where they cast people who who are actually in their in their mid twenties, yeah, but they're like playing 30s. fourteen year olds, like a yeah, or like a Tom cop who's supposed to be in high school, as, Tom yeah. Welling as Clark Kent in Smallville. Oh Jesus, <laughs> he's twenty four playing a fourteen year old. Imagine he gets teleported to JoJo. He's looking like he's like a he's like Quaichi. God <laughs> <laughs> oh, damn it. Everyone's like, "Oh, I'm 19," and like Jack. <laughs> no, no, I'm only, I'm only, I'm only 14. Like Jack. <laughs> so, anyways, back to the show. Um, because Kilua, um, he like start. They just start talking about why they want to take the exam. Kilua wants to do it because he thought it'd be a challenge, and he's kind of disappointed that it's not as challenging as he thought. Gon wants to be a hunter, just like his dad. And Kilua's like, what kind of hunter was he? And like, Gon's like, I don't know. And so he, Kilua's like, oh, that's weird. Like, why don't you know? Ha ha ha. And Gon's like, you know, yeah, I was raised by my aunt, Mito, and I don't know much about my dad. And so that's why he chose to become a hunter over staying at home with me. So that's why I want to become a hunter too, so I can see why he left, basically. And if you and I felt really sad for Gon for that second. So yeah, it's like oof. But he said it in such a cute way that I was like, "Oh, baby." <laughs> Gotta give him a hug. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm so- just imagining like the real world equivalent of this because I most I feel like most situations where this happens, it's not as like quote unquote noble as like going on a quest. Mm-hmm. It's more like yeah, I gotta figure out what not like. I got to figure out what, like, not uh, being in a happy marriage is like. Okay. Um. So now Gon and Kiloa, they basically race to the exit. And they both actually pass the examiner sad totes. Um, simu- as they cross, cross the finish line simultaneously. And so they started, like, getting bickering about, you got to buy me dinner. And you got to buy me dinner because they both think they won. And it's confirmed that they both like went to the finish line at the same time so gone's like okay you buy me dinner and i buy you dinner since any of them really lost and then um the rest of the applicants arrive as well and except the-, the ones that get the gates closed on them yeah that was really sad like one particular guy's like oh no don't oh, leave me it's like oh. me. Close. It, it reminds me of uh, any of you guys ever see the movie saw Oh yeah. yeah! At the end, where he closed the door, he's like, "No, no!" Oh god! Reminds me of that, except less sawy. Yes, less body parts. Less body. Well, that's that's the next part. But I was gonna say, just keep going, guys. Yeah, but uh, but yeah, that's that was funny. 
Um, basically, the fog lifts and it reveals the milsy wetlands or Swindler Swamp. Um, basically, it's home to crafty, voracious monsters to see their human prey. Um, and Satot says, if you're deceived, you're surely die. So, yeah. And then all of a sudden, as right after he says that, this beaten up guy appears saying that Satots is actually an imp- imposter exa- examiner and claims that he's the real deal. Satots is like apparently this man-faced ape who loves to eat, eat human flesh and tricks human applicants to follow him into the swamp so that he and the other monsters um, can't ambush the poor humans. And um, um, basically what happens after, like, Satotes gets um, accused, all of a sudden, creepy clown Hisoka attacks the guy, the quote-unquote examiner, with, like, um, with deadly cards. And he kills the guy who says he was being, he was a real deal. But Satotes, it, like, manages to catch the card with his fingers. And, like, he's like, yeah, don't attack me again i'm i am the real deal blah 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 um yeah and then after that um satotes tells the applicants to follow him into the swamp gotcha yeah i was kind of confused by that was it that was it that he, the man-faced ape used that guy as a a bait was it, or was it that that guy was a man-faced ape all along that guy was a man-faced ape so there were two there were two man-faced apes i got you because i know one of i know I can't remember. I think one of them ran off into the forest and the other guy, he just got pecked by birds. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. That was a... Uh, oh, yeah. yeah. So how do you rate the, the... How do you rate the death of that man-faced ape? Um, from like a... A one. It wasn't that. It, it wasn't like all... I mean, it was all right. I thought maybe the bit was good. The bit was Okay, maybe I'll up it to two. But I wasn't very... I wasn't very impressed. I like how yeah. it showed who fell for it, like who of quote unquote main ish characters fell for it. Because uh, yeah, I forget if it did in 2011 or not, but like Leorio is like, ooh, I kind of fell for that. And then you see Hanzo rubbing his own head, just like, ah, fuck, I'm a fucking ninja and I fell for that. Jeez, <laughs> Mr. One Punch Ninja Man. <laughs> but yeah, I uh, I thought I thought the death was I thought I thought the death was kind of weak sauce, like he just got gambited. But I thought uh, I thought the actual. Uh, the actual like situation was kind of fun. Like, oh, it was like brings in drama and tension. Yeah, I thought the situation was cooler than the death itself. Mm, yeah, I interesting. Agree. I'm curious to see if there'll be more like blood. I don't know what the censorship was for Hunter Hunter. Because like, it's... you know, stuff like this, you'd think there'd be like at least a little blood spewing out, kinda like with you Hawkeshe. Like, you know, you could I'm just I'm curious about that. I don't know how it is with Hunter Hunter. Uh, I'll, I'll so it's, actually... it's really weird because this first season they avoid blood like the plague for no reason, and then mm-hmm. the second season it's just like fuck it. There's brains and guts. Just fuck it. Oh, oh my wow. god. <laughs> yeah, because like in yeah. the in the manga, there's actually like pretty big violence, especially in a later part here where where people are getting cut up. It's like oh, like but in in like the manga, it's like people you see them getting cut up like the marks, but. In the manga, it's like, you know, just like, or like in the anime, it's like they just fall over, like typical anime style. I think they, were like, probably, they were probably feeling things out, but like straight up, like later parts in the 2011 anime, like there are people who have like half their head, like just, d- just destroyed, and it shows the brain like hanging out and shit like that. 
It's wow. like just blow blows up their brain. It's like dang, they're all yeah, dropping so bombs. I don't know why they were so timid at first, but we'll find out. Yeah. Okay. So, so the so I kind of like the that's the next part. Who's doing the episode title explanation? So that's me. Uh, so as mentioned earlier, the title of the episode is Kibo to Yabo: Hope and Ambition. Um, I thought for a I second it said uh, Kibo no Yaiba. I was like, oh, we're watching that now. No, I wanted to break this down real quick, uh, just because there's some interesting things about this. But uh, Kibo means like hope or expectation. It actually comes from two words, ki meaning request slash beg slash hope, and bo meaning wish slash hope slash desire. So notice how hope is on both sides of that, but there's like different connotations. You see this a lot in um, like in, uh, God, what is it called? Sinosphere languages, basically languages who have been influenced by Chinese because uh, this is not like a scientific term or like even like a very formal linguistic term, but a lot of characters in uh, Chinese and therefore in uh, languages whose writing systems are derived from Chinese, including Japanese, have words where the two parts mean effectively the same thing if translated, but have like different connotations. So putting them together reinforces the denotation and then creates a new connotation. So this is definitely one of those instances. So Kibo, uh, hope size expectation made from hope, hope or request wish. Kibo is one um, of my favorite exercise routines. Oh, God. Uh, but this reminded me, actually, of a word that I think a lot of people know from anime, which is Zetsubo. Do you guys know that word? Uh, I always heard it around, but never knew the exact translation. So I knew this one before I know before I know Kibo. It's, uh, it literally means... Well, I, what it means generally is uh, despair. But looking into the characters, it turns out the bow part is shared between the two of them, like which is kind of what I was hoping would be the case. So the bow, again, means wish, hope, desire. But Zetsu, which actually becomes a very important part of Hunter x Hunter, the character Zetsu, like exceedingly important to the point where we'll, we'll have like an episode where we talk about the characters there, um, means cessation or stopping. So mm. the word for despair is the cessation of hope. And, uh, yeah, so I thought that was kind of interesting. So Yabo, on the other hand, is ambition, which comes from the word uh, Ya, which means, like, field, plain, natural, or rough. So basically the idea of, like, you know, like, rusticness or, like, from the country. And then Bo, in this case, is the same Bo as in Kibo and Zetsubo. So wish, hope, desire. So ambition is, like, a rustic, rough, or natural hope. So Which basically, is, it's just it's just it's just, uh, it's just plain plain. No, 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 no. Uh, this one is this one is like uh, natural natural hope. So the episode title could kind of be connotative connotatively translated as a wishful hope and a natural hope, opposed to an unnatural hope. Uh, yeah, the idea being that this is sort of like a rough. A rough-hewn hope, ambitious, like, you know, just, like, greedy. Gotcha. So, yeah, that would probably be more interesting if I had the characters in front of you. But I, So, there are ways of describing characters either by breaking them down glyph by glyph or talking about a uh, the stroke order. The problem is I don't know Chinese or Japanese, so I cannot give you a good stroke order uh, explanation verbally. So, I will not be doing that. How could you? Jim? Anyways. Yeah, damn. So, Patrick, you want to talk about the the manga, like the differences? Yeah. Sure. So, the the first one during Gon's ex- explanation to Killua about his dad and mentions and flashes back, he, he mentions and flashes back to Kite, and Kite lists off a ton of ruins his and he and his dad found, 
So he's brought back from the brought back from the what? A species he's brought back from the brink of extinction. Uh, says he could be a triple star hunter if he just applied for it. And qualifications as major feats in the field with global historic effect. So just fucking up the world, I guess. Uh, uh, more just... like more like if you discovered like new ruins and like had done that multiple times and shown like differences in history. Like basically, if you found something that changed like the course of our understanding of history, you could be a triple star hunter if you're like a relic hunter. Awesome! So he's Indiana Jones. I can get down with that. Yeah, uh, he is pr- kind of Indiana Jones. He seems to be more proud of. Is, is in the quote. He seems to be more proud of my dad than he was of himself. So I guess that's I guess that's kind of interesting. Uh, and then uh, when he was running in the tunnels, I no- noticed that uh, the in the subtitles in the in the manga. The tampon and the boys were speaking with a British accent. Like, oh yeah, thanks, mate, for doing that. That lad will have no choice. It's like, okay, <laughs> that is interesting. <laughs> I guess they're British now down there. I, like I said, uh, they show in the in the the manga they showed Ging on the side panel and talked a little bit about him. Mm. It's like showing the character. Um, and then when actually, I don't think we got to this part yet. I don't know because because it, it it doesn't cover. Oh yeah, that's heroes. that's later. Yeah. Oh, I got you. So yeah, just copy paste that down if you could for me, Joe. Uh, well, well, I mean, I'll remember because it also happens in the uh, it also happens in the yeah. uh, ninety nine version. Yeah. Also, uh, for some reason, Hisoka ta- talks in cards, so he's like, uh, like at the end of the statements, he's like heart or 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 spade or queen. So I don't know why he says queen. That's kind of weird. Yeah. Not like I guess queen. No, like like situation. Yas Queen. Yeah, yeah. No. <laughs> if if Hisoka invented Yas Queen in 1999 in Japanese, I would like lose my fucking mind. I also want to note that before I couldn't remember what his name was, so I just I just put a feminine gigolo. Juggalo, sorry. Oh my god, I'm just imagining if in an episode he's like, "Hi, Ojo sama." Um <laughs> <laughs> uh, Anyways, in the 1999 version, uh, Tonpa... Do you think he he drinks Faygo? No, but he is really into bubblegum, which is something we'll get into later. Awesome. Bubblegum is like one of his favorite things on the planet for some reason. Awesome. Like Bazooka Joe bubblegum. Oh my god. Um, Love Bazooka Joe. But not actually Bazooka Joe, but their world's version of it. Uh, Machine Um, Gun John? Machine Gun Kelly, yeah, weird. I was gonna say Machine, I was gonna say Machine Gun Kelly, but like, oh, I think that's some, that's actually oh somebody. God. Yeah. Uh, so in the '99 version, I think I mentioned a bit about this previously, but Tonpa basically leaves Leorio and Nicholas with a hallucinogenic plant and leads Kurapika and Gon to it. And uh, Kurapika, Leorio, and Nicholas spend their time in hallucinations, where Nicholas sees ghosts of people who are convincing him he's worthless. So the fa- same thing the Amori brothers did, but just now they're hallucinogen ghosts, I guess. And uh, Leorio imagines his dead friend, who they've now named Pietro, who is now his age, and that he died recently. Uh, Leorio okay. pursues Pietro across a village that looks like Santorini, you know, that place in Greece. Um, and he finds him dead with a sheet over his face where he explains to Leorio that he died miserably. Uh, and then Leorio proceeds to cremate him. Oh uh, but now, On yeah, so it gets even weirder. Uh, no, he like goes off onto a hill at the edge of town. Apparently there's no one else in town and cremation in the open is just cool. I'm just um, imagining he gets like a like a lighter fluid and is like, oh, I can't believe I got to do this. I'm, I'm going to miss you, buddy. And he just sets him on fire and starts like a forest fire. God damn. 
so they're next to the ocean, so it's not that big of a risk of forest fire, but it is still uh, like, what so the fuck is push, going on? He can just push the body in and, and extinguish it at any time. That's fine. Yeah, so uh, Leorio then talks with him later because he, apparently he wasn't cremated. And then, <laughs> like, after talking for a while, he looks over at his face and the camera shifts to the guy's face, which has not been shown to this point, And it's just a skull. Oh, wow. Wow. Yeah, jump scare, like, jump scare bullshit. Like a skeleton popped out? Yeah, basically. Uh, Kurapika wrongly remembers the end of the Kurta clan, because again, uh, 99 probably didn't have all the details yet, but he imagines that he was there, and he imagines, like, like horse noises and, like, other random shit that totally is not what fucking happened. Because, like, when they show you what happened, it's not like this at all. Uh, Or, like, when they tell you what happened, it's not like this. There weren't horses during the attack. Like, when you meet the Phantom Troop, you're like, none of these people ride horses. Oh, for a second I thought you were going to say there's no horses in Greece. I was like, what? Uh, I thought you were going to say there's no horses in the Phantom Troop, which is my new saying. Um, So, Tonpa runs to catch up with the crowd and is caught by Kila, who reads him like a book and figures out that the others were tricked. So, uh, basically, Kila goes back, finds the others, kicks Kurapika out of his dream explains the illusion tree, and then introduces himself to everyone. It's like, hey, man, this is my introduction here. And now, uh, back in Leorio's uh, hallucination, Pietro tells Leorio to kill himself, to join him so they can hang out forever. Oh, um, hey, man, just, some, just like take the knife to your chest. Let's get some brewskis, hang out, watch the... Watch the big game on Sunday? Dude, this is straight up like that episode of Aqua Teen, the Brood Witch. It's just oh, like, yeah. oh, yeah, just, uh, you know, just fucking eat the sandwich. Um, like, but... oh, it has dried tomatoes. I don't like that. <laughs> yes. Uh, Leorio realizes his dream to be a doctor is actually important, and he declares that he desires to cure kids. Uh, and, like, like free of charge, introducing them, like, introducing it this way in this version instead of being, you know, asked by Kurapika. And the... Know who he can't hit heal, though? Pietro? Yeah. <laughs> no, and the the emotion that's going through right here is very like Evangelion episode 26. Congratulations. He's like, I want to save kids. Do, 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 And then um, his, brain, his brain dies. Yeah, so then the ghost hallucination Pietro tells him to become a doctor, and then he explodes. <laughs> so it cuts <laughs> back to the it cuts back to the real world. Where so it's kind of like Eva. I'm, so he's like trying to stra- instead of strangling him, he just blows him up. Yeah, it cuts back to the real world where uh, Kilua has broken through a tunnel wall uh, to get to the rest of the crowd using a gr- grenade he just had with him, Anchorman style. And then uh, Kurapika <laughs> <laughs> wishes Lorio well uh, because he overheard Leorio's like hallucinogen ramblings about wanting to be a doctor. And then Leorio has an incredibly homophobic response to the effect of, don't say such things or else people will think you swing the other way. Oh this ver- <laughs> wow. This this version then cuts out the part of Gon talking about Kite. So basically only the manga has that part and neither 99 or 2011 has it. Wow, that, uh, that sounds awful. Yeah, there's, again... There's, like, some cool visuals in the Santorini thing. Like, because Santorini is a beautiful place. And the jump scare is, like, it's done well, but it is really obnoxious once you realize that, like, one, this isn't in the manga, and two, what they were doing. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, it's it's pretty goofy. Like, there's some things in this version I really like. This is not one of them. I gotcha. Yeah. Well, that was a pretty interesting episode. Does anyone have any overall thoughts of what they think? I thought uh, I thought I thought it was a pretty good episode. I liked it a lot. Um, 
I kind of like the the the. I guess just all the running, all the the footstep stuff, all the constant running is fun. Yeah, it felt like the stairs. Uh, the, that was my favorite part. The stairs. That was the best part. Yeah, it's nice to see and learn a little bit more about the characters and getting like a good feel about who they all are. Um, especially with Kilo, since he was only introduced for like a couple seconds um, in the past episodes that we watched. So it was nice to see more of his personality. Uh, and it's interesting how the hunter exam is shaping up. Yeah, I did like that. The scene, the the like I was saying before with the the man faced ape. Yeah, that was a pretty. That was pretty. Like, whoa! Oh my gosh! More deception. Things aren't as what they seem. <laughs> and then he got stabbed <laughs> with cards. <laughs> yeah. So uh, let's head on to episode five. All right, episode five. Uh, for a second, I thought that said Hizoka is sexy. <laughs> I was like, "What?" Was, oh no! The episode's called "Hizoka is Hizoka is sneaky" or "Hizoka wa Hizoka." Huh. that's that's interesting. I guess sex sneaky is also Hizoka. I guess we'll see. Or maybe it's Hizoka X Y X Hizoka. <laughs> I don't know. Self shipping. Yes, <laughs> he ships himself. Uh, the Japan release date was October thirtieth, twenty eleven. And the uh, tsunami air date was May 14th, 2016 in America. The synopsis is the applicants made it through the long underground tunnel to find themselves in a foggy wetland. The applicants can barely see a thing as they are targeted by many monsters. Gon and Killua running near the front of the group while Leorio and Kurapika, Kurapika are in the back, which is, which is when they spot a group of applicants surrounding Hizoka. And a lot of beating is going to happen. Uh, the manga chapters were 8, 9, and 10. Uh, and the Japanese release date for the first manga chapter, well, I guess for the, 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 the eighth manga chapter, was April 20th, 1998. 420, baby. Yeah. <laughs> year later is going to suck, though. Anyways, the 1990 episodes were episodes 8 and episodes 9. Uh, did, we, did I read Oh, yeah. And the Japanese date of the first 99 episode was December 4th, 1999. I think that's what four, baby. That's when I got my Dreamcast. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. It came out in September 9th, huh? Yep. I got that Dreamcast and got House of the Dead. Sonic Adventure. Great games. <laughs> Aged very Does Sonic well. Adventure have a vocal theme? I don't remember. Yeah, it's the Open Your Heart one. Gonna be It's pretty good. Nice. All right, so on to the episode note. So all the applicants are running through the Milsey wetlands, and the the fog um, in there is making it hard for anyone to see. Uh, one group is planning on getting rid of Hisoka. Um, Kilowan notices and urges Gon to like, "Yo, bro, let's go up to the front." Gon's like, "Okay, bro." And they follow Xander closely. Um, Kua wants to keep his distance, um, saying that staying too close is too dangerous. He can smell it. Gon literally sniffs the air and says, like, he doesn't smell him. Uh, then Gon yells at Karapika and Liaro to, to catch up. And the latter pair tells the younger kids to like oh go ahead of us us oldsters are you know we gotta <laughs> we gotta keep up the pace so we can't go that fast <laughs> we can only walk so fast with the canes <laughs> i like how karapika is young no they're actually they're both younger than any of us 
Mm-hmm. They all here are all significantly older than any of these key people. <laughs> and very and much more fit for sure. I, I think after one kilometer, I think I'd be on the floor dead. But <laughs> that's why I'm trying to get those hundred exams. I'm gonna gonna be applying. No, I'd die instantly. Yeah, and then suddenly go into like death ratings galore. It's a smorgasbord of deaths thanks to the noggin lugging tortoises. So these are these giant ass turtles with strawberries on their shells, and they just start chomping up the applicants one hey, by jo- one. Hey Joe, it's like Monster Hunter be like. Oh, I actually haven't played much Monster Hunter, man. Oh, it's like also, imagine oh, be like. I I don't get that one. Like I played Magic when I was a kid. I don't get the joke. Damn it! <laughs> this sounds like a bit. Um, but I was gonna say. So the reason the tortoise was able to like sneak up on people is because with how thick the fog became, the strawberries mm-hmm. are supposed to look like human heads. Oh really? Yeah. I just to me they just look like strawberries. <laughs> no, no, no. Like w- when you're when you're in the fog, they look like human heads. Oh. And the other than the tortoises, there are a whole bunch of other deadly creatures. There are mushrooms that shoot out spores that make you sprout out your own mushrooms and then die. Um, There are butterflies that sprinkle dust that can knock you unconscious. And then there are crows that can mimic um, the examiner Satos' voice, which causes applicants to fall to their deaths. Yeah, I was very surprised with that. Uh, I, I want to know who set up the spike pit. Was it the crows themselves? Or like, I know? think it was nature. Nature. <laughs> nature. So, the the, the all-natural uh, spike pit. Yeah, so, the uh, natural spike pit formation. Like, crows in the real world have been shown to be able to use tools and transmit their knowledge of tools to other crows. So I wouldn't be sure... Oh. I wouldn't be surprised if in fucking Hunter Hunter where like you know there's magical creatures if these crows are smart enough to like peck at wooden spikes and like wooden branches to make them into spikes ah i gotcha yeah but uh it was pretty crazy i think uh my favorite part about it is the fact that the on hulu they don't have the subtitles for it so it has the name of it worst and it's like oh yes the japanese text thing oh the other the thing is in the manga it explains what it is in the creature like very thoroughly Mm -hmm. but in the show, it's like one like a Japanese thing. It's not even translated. That's why I watched. Watching it, I'm watching Sorry. both. I watched, I watched the subs just firsthand, and then when I took the notes again, I watched the dub. So I just took when I was watching the sub version, they list the names of the, all the creatures. That's when I typed it down because you're watching that on Crunchyroll. No, I'm watching it both on Hulu. They have both on Hulu. Oh, they That's have weird. both. Really interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They, they they subtitle it on on the on the sub on Hulu, but not on the dub. Yeah, just on the sub. Yeah, I'm, I'm not surprised. The weird like... thing though, it actually has subtitles for the dub. Oh, which is the way I'm listening. I'm listening to it, and they don't they didn't have it. I don't know why. I, I'm think... not surprised because they probably are like this is subtitles for the hearing impaired rather than subtitles for like direct translation. Yeah, I guess, but I mean, it'd be nice to see to have like a little thing saying what it says. I totally agree, but I'm thinking that's the rationale. Mm-hmm. I guess. Weird. <laughs> well, you could always go the Spanish language Yu Hakusho dub style where they just read <laughs> out the thing. They say the thing with a Spanish accent and then explain what it means. Like, it's just like, uh, <laughs> like, you know, when they get to like Dragon of the Darkness Flame, I'm not going to say it in Spanish, but they're like, they, you know, they're like, Dragon of the Darkness Flame, but all in Spanish. 
<laughs> it's like basically learn. It's like Duolingo anime style. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. So going back to the episode, Gon and Killua get swallowed by a big ass frog in waiting that has sprung out from the ground. Um, and while meanwhile, Liario and Gr- Karapika are fighting against the strawberry turtles. Um, Karapika sta- manages to stab one in the eye so they can escape. And with Gon and Killua, the frog spits them out um, due to Killua spilling um, the spike drink that Tompa gave him earlier into like into his stomach. Um, and then, man, I hate to stand behind that frog once, <laughs> yeah. once that stuff hits. <laughs> And then uh, Gon is worried about his friends, and Kiwa's like, eh, whatever, dude, let's move on. And uh, Karafika and Leario, they witness a group that is threatening Hisoka, telling him that he's not hunter material and that they won't kill him if he doesn't take the exam next year. And Hisoka's like, uh, I don't, I don't att- I intend to pass this year, so I don't really need to retake it. And then the other guys threatening him are like, well, we all fail this year, though. <laughs> and Hisoka's gonna be the examiner now and defeats him with a cigarette sweep of his cards. The leader starts crawling away, crawling, crying for help, and Hisoka kills him by hurling a card into his head. Oof. That was painful. Yeah. yeah. How would you read that, Dad? Um, depends on how you read it. Like, him dying, uh, probably a a six out of ten, mm-hmm. the way that Hizoka did it, ten out of ten villain villain esque. Mm-hmm. Classic, you know, no mercy card to the back of the head. I yeah, feel I you need to recalibrate your scale because, like, man, if the anime version's ten out of ten, the manga version's ridiculous. Oh, yeah, the yeah. manga version's like a hundred out of a hundred. Well, That's still ten out of ten. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, cause... I don't do your dirty rounding. <laughs> yeah, I think if it had the blood it'd be even more intense but you know with the censorship that i guess season one has it's like it's bad because of the intention but Mm -hmm. the actual like visual of it it's like oh versus oh my god yeah Yeah. because like in the in the manga uh, i used to be doing a little bit early but in the manga it's like you see him ripping them apart with cards like them tearing up oh my god and it's like (laughs) and 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 the show it's like fuchino was like oh fall over (laughs) oh I'm just injured. I'll get back up in an hour. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then he, he Soka asked Karapika and Liario if they're ready to play. Um, meanwhile, back with Kilua, he catches up with the front um, runners of the group while gone is MIA. And Going back to Karapika and Liario, they're facing off with Hisoka. They plan on running on in opposite directions and cue a ton of intense music, a lot of sweat dropping, and slow walking. Um, they manage to split up, but Liario turns back saying he can't run from this. So he attacks Hisoka, who disappears in a puff of smoke. What an idiot. He's like, you know what? I'm He's, he's classic... Classic Korobara. Yes. I'm a man's man. I need to fight this. <laughs> and he, Hisoka gets hit by Gon's fishing rod. Um, and Gon starts approaching him. Liaro tries to attack, but he's knocked out cold by an uppercut. Gon tries to attack Hisoka, and, but still maintains some distance. Um, but he can't land any hits with the fishing rod. 
And then Hisoka starts getting excited. And there's a very concerned, like, I one eyebrow raised emoji in the notes, which I can definitely feel. And Gon tries to do a sneak attack from the back, and but Hisoka manages like to um catch him and he's holding Gon up by the neck and he's like <laughs> he's like basically trying to choke um Gon and he's starting to get really creepy, saying like, Oh, this is so delightful, and I love that look. And he's getting a little too excited. He sh- he should have been like harder. Maybe that'll uh, uh, describe, describe the emoji here. Uh, <laughs> he lets go of Gon when he's about to pass out and saying that we are so alive and that they both pass. Gon tells, tells Gon to go and become a good hunter. And then there's a radio and walkie-talkie that starts ringing, uh, a voice that's telling Hisoka to hurry up because they've almost reached the second site of this phase. Maybe he's in the, the Black exam. Black Club. The Black, oh, the Black, Black, Black Club. Club. <laughs> they, they upgraded Sakashta. from... <laughs> yes, they, they upgraded from killing people and throwing their bodies for messages to walkie-talkies. Uh, Hisoka picks up Liario and he, like, he pretty much like Byron carries him away. Um, and... Karapika manages to catch up. He asks Gon, he's okay. Um, Kilua is now at the second site and is looking for the others. Um, when he arrived, it only showed one of the other applicants um, who had put away a walkie-talkie. Um, no, Gon like there are other applicants there, but one of them is just mysteriously putting a walkie-talkie down. If oh. you guys don't remember it, it was in the corner of the screen, and I'm not going to tell you who it was. I don't even remember. Good. Interesting. Uh, Gon and Kropika follow Liario's scent and reach the next site. Um, they talk about Hisoka. Kropika thinks that he's playing judge and measuring the strength of each applicant. Um, that Gon and Liario manage to meet his standards despite not being able to beat him. Um, Kropika doesn't think Hisoka is qualified to be a hunter, but is very impressed by his skill and agility. Uh, there's a quote, those blessed with talents are often drawn to others with unique gifts of their own. So Gon and Liario both have potential as hunters, and killing him now would be a waste. Gon is scared, but is also excited. Um, and now by this time of the exam, there's only 148 applicants left. It's a lot of dead bodies. Yeah. Man, there's no concerned emoji for Gon being excited. <laughs> No, because Gon's just 12 years old, isn't it? No, I don't think he's a sexual, but I think it should be concerning that he's excited about life What kind death. of emoji? Maybe the, um, maybe the, the, um, the upside down smiley or oh, no, like, the, 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 the bug, the bug eyed, the bug eye oh, emoji, the small, like close the mouth emoji. Those, those are both valid. Um, but as with all emojis, I'm just going to say that it should just be the poop emoji because I like that for all emojis. I, gotcha. I think it should be the eggplant and the, uh, no. the tears. No! Of- <laughs> eggplant, uh, ace of spades, uh, bubble gum. Oh my god. <laughs> Double eggplants on that one. I so, need to uh, incorporate oh, more emojis into the notes next time. <laughs> just only put emojis. We'll have the, the... My notes will just consist of emojis next time. <laughs> Let's never do this. <laughs> hunter, eggplant emoji, hunter. 
<laughs> You're not supposed to read the eggplant emoji out loud, don't you know? <laughs> um. So yeah, the episode title was Hisoka wa Hisoka, which just means Hisoka is sneaky. Um, because apparently the first the first uh, part, you know, Hisoka, is like the first part of it, Hiso, uh, which can also be pronounced Bitsu, means density, secrecy, or carefulness. Mm. And the second part is a kana that modifies it. The it could alternatively uh, be translated as Hisoka is discreet because like that's the more, I guess like connotation friendly form of like the literal meaning of Hisoka. But the mm-hmm. thing is, in this would be without the air of sexuality that discreet now has in English. So like discreet mm-hmm. as in like discretion and like unwillingness to explain like that sort of discreet rather than uh, the other sort of discreet we now use. Right. Interesting. So Hisoka's name is like gonna be like gonna be like dense, Mr. Dense. So I think when they say density here, they mean like that there's a lot of information or a lot of substance to something and that you can't see it all. I gotcha. So Mr. Yeah. Mr. Dense sneaky. Yeah. Alright, that's that's a yep, good translation. So you wanna <laughs> tell us a little bit about the manga? Yeah, um in the manga the frog doesn't doesn't get gone in Kilowa and happens before the other beasts. Hizoka yeah, he throws a bunch of other dudes. Yeah, Hizoka throws cards at Kurapika and Liario at the same time as those near them. Kurapika deflects and Liario gets hit head non non vitally. So like uh it's like he just gets hit by the card instead of like when when he comes in versus getting hit ever. So yeah, I don't mm-hmm. think he gets hit in the manga at all, right? You mean in the anime? Yeah, he doesn't get hit. In the anime, yeah, sorry. Yeah. And then uh, Hizoka Circus slash is actually a series of high-speed cuts and dodges. So the guys he's fighting look much more like modern Japanese bike gangs. Well, I mean, they sorry, they, they have the cuts and dodges, and there's a lot more violence. So, like, the people getting ripped off, like we were saying before. And the guys that he's fighting look more like a Japanese bike gang. Hmm. And yeah, then, one of them straight up has the kanji for man on his chest, like just otoko. And it's just on his chest, and he's swinging nunchucks around. And I'm like, what the fuck is this gang? <laughs> yeah, the thing is, I think he also killed somebody before that. Because I remember in the manga, it showed earlier, like, a group of guys dead by him. I don't know Probably. if he killed them before, so maybe he took out two groups, so damn. Mm-hmm. Uh, when they said they run run there, they're, run there is... Yeah, when they said they run, there's a third unnamed dude that they, they, they plan and run with. I don't know whatever happened to him. Oh, yeah, he's, he later died in the background of, of shot... Yeah, he died in the background of a shot un, unrelatedly. Yeah, like just like a nameless dude runs with them. Like he, they're all like, let's split. And they run three different ways. And then you later just see him dead in the background of a shot. No one notices that he was killed. Yeah, and then uh, the pedo stuff is not really here at all. So I don't know what that means. I guess the creepiness of Hisoka. Yeah, like the, the weird pedo shit that like Hisoka's doing isn't here i forget if it happens later in the manga and that's where they based the 2011 series having it but like Hisoka is less like sexually turned on by fighting and just more like i love killing mm-hmm. i gotcha and yeah and he doesn't do the i don't think he does a disappearance smoke in the in the manga either right yeah because that's not his power <laughs> like yeah, once you they, find out what his power is it's not that at all they just want to do it for a dramatic effect i guess and what yeah. about you, Joe, for the, uh, the 1999 addendum? So, for some reason, the man-faced ape doesn't look anything like Satotes in the 99 version, which <laughs> makes it kind of pointless. Like, what were they doing? Um, yeah. 
before Hisoka attacks them with cards, uh, Gon says uh, Satotes doesn't have an ape smell, so they just add more evidence to the fact that Satotes is not an ape, but it's, like, mm-hmm. unnecessary. Um, uh, what does so... ape smell like? Is there, like, a smell thing? Wait, have you never been in, a, like, a primate house at, like, a zoo? Because they have, like, a pr- they have like something that smells like humans, but, like, is much stronger. It's like a musky thing. Oh, gosh. Kind of. Yeah. I, I don't know. I don't usually go into primate houses or sm- smell apes. <laughs> well, but next time you know, I next time I get close, I'll take a big whiff for you. Having grown up in the wilderness and being able to differentiate different smells and poisonous plants, I can fully tell you that. Okay. Yeah. Okay, anyways, mom. let's keep going. So, uh, the crows that eat the ape in both the manga and the 2011 version are replaced by buzzards for some reason. Yeah, because um, that's that's a natural place for buzzards to be. Yeah, and so the butterflies are replaced by moths because they draw them black, either because they misinterpreted what happened in the manga or something else. I'm not sure. Uh, Maybe so, they're in a whole goth thing. Yeah, so the crystals in the the, the uh, turtles, instead of eating people, encases them in crystal and then eats them because now instead of having strawberries, it has crystals on its back for some reason. Uh, the claymore mushrooms, like, instead of exploding into spores and killing people by them, like, getting full of like mushrooms and dying that way they mm-hmm. actually uh explode like claymore mines and like just blow people mm. apart that sounds um, i actually find awesome. the dude i find the mushroom one where they put the spores in people way scarier like the idea of being infected with something that you know is growing in you and like kills you is terrifying you ever played dead space uh yeah a bit i'm not a huge fan it reminds me of the the things that like rip out your that that jump into your spine and control your bodies oh yeah that thing's terrifying i hate uh, it I hate the deaths in Dead Space so much. They're pretty crazy. So the card deflection moment from the manga happens here as well. Uh, Hisoka does many moves together to kill the crowd, just like in the manga rather than the 2011 version. And the third person they run with is actually Pokal, who is a hunter. We're going to talk about more as the hunter exam goes on. Oh, I guess spoilers, he becomes a hunter. But he's a guy who's in the hunter exam with them. And for some reason, probably because they didn't want to do new character designs, they just had Pokal be the third dude. And Pokal doesn't die there. That's too um, lazy. Like, eh, let's just reuse somebody. Pretty much. I'm entirely honest. That's probably what happened. Um, whenever Hisoka does super speed shit, they play the $6 million man sound effect for no reason. <laughs> it's so dumb. That's pretty- uh, you, you guys all know what sound effect I'm talking about, right? Yeah. Yeah. So dumb. So does that mean that Hisoka's the $6 million man? He's the six million Jenny man, which is the uh, currency of the world of Hunter. Well, I guess that would make him the six hundred million Jenny man, given the exchange rate, because Jenny is basically yen. It's like we can rebuild Um, him, we can make him stronger, better, faster, and make him a clown. Uh, Why, sir? Don't question me. Just make him a clown. Who doesn't like? Wait till you get to the next arc. Uh, Maybe this has a big juggalo phase. None of the weird pedo shit happens here either. Yeah, none of the weird pedo shit happens here either. So I'm still unclear why that's a thing in 2011. But, I mean, maybe it does happen later in the manga and I'm just forgetting it willfully, but we'll see. They just make him really creepy in the manga, in the in the anime, the 2011 anime for some reason. No, no, he's really creepy in the manga in 99 as well, but it's not sexual. I mean, creepier. Yeah. Yeah, there's some choices, some choices have been made. Poor choices. Also, I just noticed on the recording thing, there's like a little otter right there looking at it. <laughs> a sexy Sorry. otter? Mm, I'm not a furry. 
<laughs> no, that's a that's a C Lab twenty twenty one reference. Anyways, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Joe Joe checked me out. Geek checked me. I feel bad. Yeah. So, what did you guys think of the episode? I liked it. It was a pretty interesting. Um, I think the fight with Hisoka was cool because for a while it seemed really tense. Like I was wondering, like at some point they're gonna clash. So it was surprising that it just started out with actually Karapika and mm-hmm. Liario first versus Gone and Gone initially. So mm-hmm. it was nice. It was interesting to see that twist. And then gone, like, just coming out of nowhere with... <laughs> Whereas, like, how did he know that this fight was happening? He probably could smell them. Oh. He, he, he smelt the cards. Like, someone's opened up a new pack of cards. <laughs> I want to play I Go think he Fish. Mentions, <laughs> I think he actually mentions that uh, Leorio wears, like, a very distinct cologne. Oh. I mean, a Kalani. Cool. It's like I I smell the old spice. I need, <laughs> I need to help my friends. Uh, I well, smell the it... axe body spray. <laughs> the axe body spray. That's even better. Oh man. He, he smelled he smelled his colon. Oh my god. Oh no. Um, that was that was my that was my favorite uh, thing on Twitter. It's like when you smell his colon. <laughs> yeah. Wait, real real quick. I just want to get this in before we proceed with the rest of the stuff about the episode but like yeah the direct comparison to running through the woods in genkai's test mm-hmm. it's right here yeah no i noticed that too i was like uh we watching we watching uh you haka show again do we have to rename this episode were you expecting oh, yeah. baldock to show up yeah baldock the bat <laughs> for a second i thought well, you was he just Bardock. gonna be the, the dracula version <laughs> well i guess in a way kisoka is a little bit of like a baldock Someone who actually fights to get in their way, except he's a lot more successful than Baldock was. Yeah. For a second, Joe, I thought you said Bardock. I was like, what the fuck? Yeah, father of Goku. He was here. It's weird. He's like, Frieza. Or, no, he's like, Gen- no, actually, no. He was like, Genkai. Nice. Because um, Genkai voices Frieza. <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, I was going to say something I meant to explain when we were talking about the tags everyone has regarding like their number. Mm-hmm. Did you guys notice uh, any like symbolism behind people's numbers? Uh, one of the guys that that uh, that Hisoka killed had sixty nine, so that was pretty. That's nice. pretty cool. I never noticed that. <laughs> it, 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 it was like sixty. It was like fifty something, sixty eight, and then someone had sixty nine. I wonder That's if he great. killed. I wonder if when he killed them, Hisoka was like nice, nice. But um, yeah. Well, so, did you notice Hisoka's number? Uh, no, I didn't. No, what number was he? 44. Ooh. Ooh, nice. Death, Guido Mista would not like him. Did you, noti- did you notice uh, Kurapika's number, though? Uh, no, I couldn't. I actually couldn't see the character at all. No, so you you therefore know what it is. What was it, man? Just say it. Uh, I can't. It wasn't displayed properly. It couldn't be found. So he's making a joke based on the internet protocol 404 error, but his number is 404. Oh. <laughs> yeah, so so character not found. Yeah, so I think, I honestly think that there is, like, a big meaning here. So, like, one, Hisoka is death. In fact, Hisoka is death squared. Oh, but um, at this does, point, like, th- I think does that mean that becomes... the, Does that mean Gon's a bad gateway? Because I think he was 405, right? <laughs> God damn it. No one's going to get that. Well, okay, some people will get that. I, I think um, four, I, th- I could have sworn that the... Was um was Leorio? He was four hundred three, right? Yeah, I think he's four hundred three. So he had he didn't have the permission. <laughs> God damn it! 
That'd be great <laughs> if that was actually what was going on here. But the thing I'm actually <laughs> trying to say is that Kurapika is 404, which means that he would be Death Squared, except that the only thing preventing him from being someone like Hisoka is that inside he's a great emptiness. There's nothing between those things, but like mm. it's a nothingness that like stops them from coming together. Oh, because... I see. Like there's nothing between. There's there's two deaths, but there's nothing between that. It's just death. Like, basically, the only thing preventing him from being someone like Hisoka is a great emptiness inside him. Ooh, that's some pretty good symbolism right there. So it it wasn't an internet joke, then? It was not an internet thing. Basically, I won't bring this up again for, like, a long time, but it will become more obvious that that might have been an intended meaning over time. Especially once you read the prequel manga. Because, like... Kurapika is a young kid. He's not, like, sadistic, but he is very curious about the world in a way that, depending on how he grew up, could have gone different ways. Mm. Kind of reminds me of a lot of Kurama's character. Yes, very much. Also, there's certain moods Kurapika can get in where he becomes, like, a terrifying person. So gets moody. Moody teenage. Hence, hence, like, the there's nothing between him and Hisoka in that, like, there's little difference, but also there's a great nothingness larger than the ocean between him and Hisoka. Deep. Whoa. Intense. Yeah. yeah anyone have any themes that they noticed from these past two episodes? Uh, lots of death. Death, for sure. Well, even not even just, like, death of people, death discussion, like, you know, uh, uh, Kurapika's entire village dying, mm-hmm. uh, Leario's friend dying... Uh, gone with the relationship with his dad dying. <laughs> Damn. They didn't um, even really start. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It, it was DOA. But but yeah, just, just that death theme, just the I guess maybe the like the the, the casual casual casualness of it where R- people are dying, it's like, oh it's not, you know. Right. Kinda like death is treated as like a throwaway thing with all the mm-hmm. side characters, but for the main characters, for most of them it serves as like a motivation. Mm-hmm. their goals yeah. yeah it's an interesting contrast with you hawk show where like human deaths were like the biggest deal on the fucking planet but demon deaths were not a big deal at all meanwhile yeah. here like even human deaths are like whatever fuck them it's like disposable people but maybe there's an overpopulation problem so no no it just kind of creepy just... it's kind of creepy though that nobody's like like gone's all bushy-eyed and cheery even though like so many people around him have died it's probably seen more dead people than anybody his age. Yep. Sort of um, like uh, Gohan. Yeah, I think I think there's a lot here that's sort of like supposed to be in contrast with Shonen to this point. Mm-hmm. Like, I think they're showing that the world of Shonen is actually a really fucked up place where you have these people who remain bright-eyed and bushy-tailed even when they're surrounded by death instead yeah. of sort of treating mm-hmm. it the way it should be treated. Um, yeah, that's why I like the Yu Hakusho is like death actually mattered. It wasn't like a... It wasn't like a, a throwaway, oh, we'll just resurrect him, resurrect him with the Dragon Balls, or, oh, he wasn't a main character, it doesn't matter. Yeah, so, like, well, it had gravity to it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I appreciate that in Yu Hakusho, I think that Hunter Hunter is actually saying the same thing from the opposite angle, just showing you, hey, we can construct a world where human life is meaningless. Like, and they're basically saying, and that is, like, what's wrong with most anime. Hmm. Yeah, actually, real quick, I want to correct something. Mm-hmm. Uh, I remember last week I said... Uh, I said that my roommate said that that uh, this show was slow, but actually I got him confused. What he actually said was he thought that he doesn't see he doesn't have the understanding of what a hunter is, and there's no hook yet. There's nothing to hook the him into it. Like it, there was like no explanation of what a hunter was uh, for him. Mm-hmm. I, I I don't agree. I kind of 
I'm not because I kind of get the hunter. You know, they're the the, the expensive. They're world renowned. You get lots of money. You get all these resources. So it's a important thing to be. But I guess maybe he. I guess right now I don't know what exactly they do per se for society. Yeah, I feel like hunter is a really bad title, um, for a lot of reasons. Uh, one one of which I feel that like while in Japanese that might be like the idea of someone who seeks. In English, it has a very specific connotation of killing animals. Right. So, like, I feel like that's actually a bad misappropriation of English when, like, I think the real title should be something like Seeker, Seeker, and the people who do it should be called Seekers. Maybe, like, Adventurers would be a better title. Perhaps. But I think there's, like, I think there is an idea that they are looking after something specifically, which is why I'd advocate for Seeker or Pursuer. Um, So something that I think is interesting is... In the 2011 anime and the manga, they both show Kilua as someone who's not interested in waiting up for people and doesn't want to go back and help the others. And that's a character thing that is supposed to be there. In mm-hmm. 99, they fuck that up by having him go back for others, like, right away. Wow. It's like, wow, that is not only, like, an addition that didn't need to happen, but is also counter his character development. Yeah, it's it's kind of interesting. I, I guess maybe, like, I guess one of the themes is sort of development, I guess, in a way. And like finding the like dynamic building, like the like the group with Leor, Le, Leorio and and Kurapika, mm-hmm. where you know it's like you know they were playing to split up, and it's like and like uh, Leorio comes back, he's like you know what I'm gonna tank this thing myself, <laughs> and like uh, you know gone saving them and sort of building up that dynamic of the characters. Mm-hmm. Kilo Kilo just moving forward, it's like all right, I'll see you later, gone, and like it's like scolding him later on in the episode for another reason. But well, I think that we'll talk about that next episode. Yeah, but yeah, just, just the development and building up, and I guess just that building. I guess maybe, nice. yeah. Uh, so another thing, real quick, I mentioned that you see someone holding the walkie-talkie. Do you guys have any idea who it could be? I think it's the bald guy because all bald people are evil. Oh Which God. bald guy? There's more than one. Yes. The ninja. Yes, Mister Mister Ninja uh, Hanzo, <clears throat> the guy that got his ass kicked by his brother. I wouldn't be surprised if it's like Tompa. Tompa, yeah. Uh, I don't but know. I, don't I think Tompa would be too obvious of a choice. You already know he's a sketchy dude. The thing with the thing with Tompa though is that he I don't think he would pass Hisoka's uh test. Like cause he just thinks of himself he thinks he's so cocky and up there and it's like Hisoka's like, No, I don't think so. It's, it's someone we've seen, right? Yeah. I mean, oh, yes, okay. but it that doesn't really tell like you, I think you have like seen all the named characters in background shots, you just don't know who they are yet. I didn't know who Bald Man was until like the last episode that we watched in this uh, this recording. Which Bald Man? Yes. Okay, fine. No, uh, uh, Hanzo. Oh, okay, okay. But yeah, it's uh, it's a good episode though. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you guys have anything else before we close it up? Mm, no, I think we covered everything. Sounds good. Yeah. All right. Um. So I saw do the outro uh thank you so much for listening to the spirit hunters please hit us up with questions requests or just to chat at our new facebook name at at uh spirit at uh, spirit hunters pod so just spirit hunters pod that one word and our twitter at spirit hunters pod as well well not that's not the full thing it's just spirit hunters pod also or buy some coffee at our our kofi dot com slash the yu haka show and remember you can listen to us on i on either itunes spotify or whether part or wherever podcasts aren't sold or are sold i mean you can you can buy it but we're not getting any money for it 
Um, <laughs> yeah, we're uh, we're currently in the middle of rebranding, so sorry about yeah, that. Things so... are kind of haphazard right now. You can still search us in many of the old places, but those links he gave, the direct Facebook and Twitter links, are the new ones. Yeah, so it's going to be Spirit Hunters Pod is there, our main thing. As we're changing our name to Spirit Hunters, uh, having some issues with Facebook, um, kind of annoying behind the scenes that I tried to change the name and they're like, no, it might be misleading to people like changing. I love Kansas to I love uh, California. <laughs> and it's like it's, and I had to send the reasons like apply, uh, appeal it. And it's like appeal reason. Our podcast name literally changed, but it's the same show. We just changed the name of it. And it's like, yeah, I, I, uh, I sent in two it. requests and one of them seems like it's going through, but I'm, and they're like, give us three days to approve it. So I'm, I'm curious about what the fuck is going on there. Um, yeah, so but yeah, name will change eventually, but we just have to appease the Facebook gods and leave like, you know, yeah, we, we got zucked hard. That's the <laughs> bad Zuck. Yeah. Um, the good Zuck is if we actually get stuff, but we're just getting the bad Zuck all day and all night. I'm just imagining fucking uh, the dude from uh, Emperor's New Groove, you know, like the angel and the devil and being like, no, I think he has a point, but it's Zuckerberg on both shoulders. <laughs> and it's like, it's like stab him with a knife. Yeah, uh, but like real quick, I wanted to add one more thing. We actually have a new intro theme. Uh, I forgot to write it at this point in the notes, but it's by a uh, it's the harmonica version of the Hunter Hunter 99 opening. And it's by a guy named... What the fuck? Uh, Soul slash Harmoyo. You can find him at youtube.com slash user slash Harmoyo. Uh, H-A-R-M-O-Y-O-O or Harmoyu, I guess. Um, and the outro music is the intro music to the Arabic dub of Hunter Hunter 99. And it's actually an Arabic translation of the first Japanese ending theme, Kaze no Uta. Yeah, so it's basically the Pillarman theme. Why not? I guess that's it for today. Uh, we will see you on the other side. Thanks, everyone. Bye. Bye. Sada Uma